Hello and welcome back to Navigate Transformation, directions to lead your teams into what's next, brought to you by Capgemini Invent. In the last episode, you got insights on how fact-driven change management ensures business adoption. With today's episode, you'll get practical examples of why your leaders should embody the same vision and how to get there. My name is Christoph and I'm the host for today's episode and with me is Andreas Hasse uh, and he is Managing Director for IBM's Aviation Industry Services in Germany. Uh, Andreas, we've been talking and reading a lot about the importance of a shared vision, even about transformative visions over the past years. I feel like this topic is covered quite often. Uh, so why do we need another podcast to discuss the matter of a vision instead of, as some people like to suggest, just give our doctors a visit? Hey, Christoph. Thank you very much for the invitation, as a matter of fact. And uh, I'm honored uh, to give you my view, actually. As a transformation leader in a large corporation, um, I have experienced the importance of shared visions quite often. But let me tell you, the life has changed. The years have changed, also the, the meaning of transformation and also shared vision. In this respect, that nowadays we do have a lot of talk about Uh, fake news, uh, educated employees, uh, hidden agendas, uh, popularism, which leads to the fact that employees and team members don't believe you anymore what you're saying. So you need to build up together with your senior management team, your middle management team, a good, sound, shared vision, right? And the meaning of a vision is still the same, quite honestly, such as that you don't describe the building of a ship in order to sail, rather than that you're talking about why sailing on the ocean is so great and why you would like to do it with your team together. Right? This has not changed. But the way how you get to this shared vision is completely different than maybe five years ago. Okay, so, so let's dig a bit deeper into this because like it's been it's been discussed for years now. We've we've done our own research in 2011 stating how important it is. Uh, you now reiterate it again, uh, it's still important, but how did it change? Can you just highlight a few um, of the most important changes on how we approach vision today or should approach it? Absolutely. Of course, you need some certain things which uh, belong to your normal cookbook, such as to be consistent, to have a right uh, stakeholder coverage, right? Uh, to do the right drum beat. This has not changed. But the way how you're doing it today is completely different. So let me give you an example. When, when I started um, a project which actually affected more than 8,000 employees, uh, we had to make sure that we are not only covering our employees here and, uh, and, and their respective stakeholders, including works council, uh, outside uh, um, uh, uh, journalists or unions, unions, but also gender. Uh, it becomes important to, to look at uh, different generations, right? We haven't done that in the past so diligently. Nowadays, we look even into migration background of certain employees, just making sure that we cover really all sense of belonging, all what is in for me uh, as a stakeholder in case that I'm following the leader. And this has really changed. So it, the, the vision has to be much more a granular nowadays and really focusing on different uh, shareholders today as it did in the past. Imagine a situation where, where you're looking to, to initiate a transformation. You need to get your senior le leadership team on board and work in the same direction. Yeah. Uh, just give me a hint. How would you approach it exactly? What would you do? Yeah. First of all, there are certain principles that you need to obey, such as 
you need to say what you think and you need to do what you say, right? And you need to be what you actually say. And that's easier said than, uh, than done. That means quite, uh, quite uh, clearly you need to be a trustworthy person who doesn't have a hidden agenda, right? And again, as I said in my introductory words, uh, nowadays in the world of fake news, educated employees who can Google everything and get second opinions, which are also much more educated than they were in the past, they look for their own personal lawyers if needed, right? It's really of utmost of importance that you are a trustworthy person who builds an agenda together with your leadership team. So you need to have a compelling vision, which is really encompassing everyone. And, uh, and you need to make sure that you articulate it in a way that it's consistent throughout the ranks and that it's a clear, transparent agenda that you build up and communicate in a certain order uh, and then follow up with a drumbeat. All right. But how do you get there? How do you develop this, this vision that yeah. is so clear? You need to invite your leaders. You need to invite also influencers. You need to invite also opinion makers, right? So it's not enough just to follow the, uh, the hierarchical order of a chain of a command. No, you really need to, to see forward actually how to embrace everyone. Let me give you an example. When I actually moved 8,000 employees and more from one legal entity to another, I had not only friends, but I made sure that I had reliable team members, senior leaders who had the trust and confidence of business unit leaders, which did not belong to me and to whom I didn't report to, but making sure that I had the buy-in of those trustworthy leaders who became my team members. So it's important how you form your team, how to compel the messages, and how to make sure um, that for everyone is something in it to follow and to have enough flexibility and leg room so that uh, some of the team members can go back and actually check with their bosses whether the direction of the entire transformation project is the right one. So it needs, of course, a lot of communication, but the way how you pick the team is very, very important. Some of them you may not even like personally, you may not go out for a beer. It doesn't matter. You need to do it and approach it in a professional way. Get the buy-in because you know if you get the buy-in of that person, you will get the buy-in of a greater decision-maker group. Okay, so um, you've mentioned that it's very important to A, pick the right team and B, build the buy-in, build a report with the team. So I'm, I'm just looking for a like specific measure, like an event, some sort of a workshop, whatever kind of thing, just very practical. How would you do this? Or is there multiple things you, you would do in, in a certain row? Yeah, after the kickoff, which is a kind of administrative thing, you really need to have a workshop. Yeah, yeah. You put the team together for one, two, maybe even three days in order to come up, to build up a shared vision. You can't do it on your own. 
um, and the transformation project, of course, you have a certain idea how to get from A to B, but it's not a straight line. Mm. It's certainly not a straight line. And you need to be uh, flexible enough to allow also some reactive uh, and corrective decision-making in order to go to B at the end of the day. So you invite everyone, you discuss it, you share it, you build in um, um, objectives which are important of some of the team leaders, you uh, rebuff certain items that you cannot accept, and uh, and you clearly communicate why that's not working. And so by doing so, you are building up a transparent agenda which is visible for those who need to know at the beginning. And once you have the content, you need to discuss the how, how you're going to do it, and you need to think about the timing as well, right? Right. And it's really important that you don't release all the information that you're generating in a workshop like this immediately, but let it grow over time and let it develop over time as well. Because one of the mistakes that you may do is actually that you pour down everything that you have on your mind and uh, that you have actually agreed as a shared vision and then yet you have nothing to say at the end, uh, nothing left to say, as a matter of fact. But you need to stage it in a way in order to have a dramatic um, involvement and development of the whole scenery over a certain course of time. Right. So all all the things you're saying, they just remind me of how Satya Nadella, the new Microsoft CEO, uh, launched his transformation of Microsoft, right? He he went on off, went on an offsite with his senior leadership team, and then invited all their their top management and middle management for for a workshop, and sent them out to their clients uh, on on completely mixed teams uh, to experience how their clients use their products, how they see new fields of applications for for Microsoft services and products, and then had these teams actually build up their roadmap. Like he had a vision they developed as a, as a team. And then like the roadmap itself, how do we bring the vision to life was basically developed by, by his management team. Um, what would your comment or viewpoint on this approach be? Yeah. So first of all, um, whatever you do, when you decide to do a transformation, you do it in a certain way and you want to achieve something. So let's be not mistaken. A normal um, a communication jam, a large workshop with your leaders is not a freestyle brainstorming session. It serves a purpose and the purpose comes from the top. The purpose of being, the purpose of why you conduct business comes from the top. And it is very important when you actually prepare for a workshop like this, and then when the people are actually swarming out, like they did in the, the example you, that you just described, yeah, that you have clear rules and boundaries, yeah, how to actually stay within uh, the the boundaries in order to achieve your vision and uh, and to complete the transformation that you want to do. So it's not a free wish style kind of thing. It's clearly you need to be very directive what you want to uh, achieve. And there are certain techniques how to do it, right? By building up artifacts, by actually coming up uh, with storytelling, right? To give the right examples, to clearly articulate 
uh, with uh, uh, analogies, the right vision, so that everyone understands in his or her understanding, and it becomes really clear what needs to be achieved. All right. So, so what I hear is that we need to develop like key messages that are that basically resonate throughout the organizations. Um, what would you consider like common pitfalls or, con or risks that you, you see uh, that we should definitely avoid? Yeah, I think that's a very good uh, point, Christoph, as a matter of fact, because we need to be sure, as I said earlier, uh, the key messages must be crystal clear and should not allow any room for hidden agendas. Never have a hidden agenda. They need, be, they need to be so clear and crisp that everyone understands what you're talking about, right? They must be positive. They must be in a way that they actually address not only the soul, but also the heart, right? Mm. Because um, especially in large transformation um, uh, initiatives, like the one that I did related to financial applications on pension plans, right? It becomes important that the pocket is not touched. And if it's touched, that everyone understands what is the financial impact, because otherwise nobody is going to follow you, right? So employees are very, very educated today. Everyone is suspicious that you do it for a certain purpose, which might be for their disadvantage. So a pitfall is clearly, if there's, an, uh, if there's something which might have a negative impact, stated clearly at the beginning mm. yeah because otherwise everyone will feel betrayed yeah do it also not on your own try to get professional help to do that so for example by a consultancy specializing on change management and transformation quite honestly i'm not advertising for you but i tell you i'm a business unit leader right i have so many things uh, on my mind And when I do a transformation, I'm not doing it perfectly, right? And I cannot allow that I'm not doing it perfectly. So I need here and there someone who's advising me and consulting me when it comes to transformation. So we are so specialized nowadays and we have so many things on our mind so that I think professional help is important. Otherwise, you're doomed to fail. Okay, so what you're basically saying is that the biggest pitfall we could walk into is not openly discussing potential risks or issues that we may face. Yeah. Just try and hide them in, in the basement or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are no free lunches, Christoph, quite honestly. And, and right. everyone knows it nowadays, yeah. right? If there's a problem, many uh, uh, team members or employees are going to Google it and, and try yeah. to find out. They seek for professional advice as, as well. So you need to tee up a transformation in a systematic, in a systemic way, right? And make sure that you, that you sturden yourself, that you feel comfortable to push it through. And once you hit certain barriers, right? Uh, and some of them you will be not able and capable to foresee at the beginning, right? Um, that you have the right specialists who can help you to overcome it, right? You may here and there actually even do some corrective actions and corrective decision-making, but that's normal, right? Because as I said, you will, there will be no straight line from A to B. 
And I'm very happy that you say that because just last week I read a piece of research uh, which underlined exactly what you're saying. Uh, they were looking at how well people feel engaged in change projects, and they they did the first research in 2010, and now in 20 uh, I guess in 2018 they they compared results, and people were in, felt really involved in 2010. Like 86% of people said we're feeling well involved. Uh, whereas in, in 2018, it's only been 38%. And the number that's been skyrocketing is the number of people who say risks and issues are not openly discussed. So I'm very happy that you bring this point up uh, because more of half the of the people questioned said risks are not even covered at all. And I think this just leads to what, exactly what you're saying, uh, distrust and disengagement. Uh, so one last question, if I may. Uh, from your experience, how can I know that my organization, my employees uh, are well informed about the vision and and at least accepting the new direction? How would you try and, and keep track of that? Yeah. So there's certain principle I was taught, right? And this is, you need to hear, these are four steps. You need to hear it, right? As an employee, you need to understand it. This is number two. Number three is you need to accept it. And number four is you need to sustainably live it. And quite honestly, from my experience, in one of the projects where we actually folded one company into another one, right, it took a long time until even the decision makers understood. We told them again and again in personal meetings, we told them what is in for them. They didn't understand. They didn't understand that they are going to be part of it. And once they did, there was another round of communication needed, needed so that they would accept it, what we wanted to do, because especially we needed to have the leaders uh, so that their team members and employees would follow. And then once we had it at that point, and sometimes we had to buy it, quite honestly, we had to buy it with by showing up the career a development of those leaders and what is in for them. What is the next step? We are not going to fire them. We wanted to promote them. We wanted to work with them. They would become more powerful in the organization, whatsoever. So that they could then actually follow the fourth step, which is sustainably live it and really become the loudspeaker to discuss it uh, open with the employees. So what is needed and how do you know where you are in terms of transformation? Christoph, what you need is some kind of sound checks. Yeah? Right. You need to find out, you need to probe it, you need to find out where employees are by asking them how they are feeling, what they think about it, whether they have all the information, uh, allow social on social websites, actually some information, um, uh, checking all the social websites outside of the company, for example, to see what they are thinking, if it's really a big uh, transformation initiative. Um, so to have always sound checks, sound groups and meetings so that you really know what is the pulse of each individual, of each department, of each larger headquarter or uh, a partial headquarter in order to see where they are. And this is important. So it's, it's not the one-way communication. You need to get feedback from the organization. And again, you need to live it you need to demonstrate it and you need to be in, on top of it and you need to be trustworthy. All right. And, and that just basically links back to what you said earlier. Say what you think 
and do what you say. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So to sum it up, that's that's one thing. Say what you think and do what you say. And I also take away that you need to invite opinion makers and leaders uh, to actually a get the input from the broad organization and b uh, build a team of people who can actually then lead the organization into the aspired direction. And um, I also take away the, the potential pitfall of not talking about risks or potential issues coming up. So you 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 would suggest to openly address them, I guess. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, then diligently check what's the what's the pulse. That's what I'm taking away from this conversation. Yeah, I think right. that's it. Andreas, thank you very much for joining me uh, and sharing your experience. It's been a great pleasure. Uh, to our listeners, I hope you've got some inspiration you can take into your daily work. And we will share even more with you in our next episode coming on December 6th, talking about how complex change and simple governance can become a happy couple. Uh, so click and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. You will find a LinkedIn and Twitter handle in the description. Thank you again, Andreas, for joining me and your valuable insights. Yeah, thank you, Christoph. Bye-bye.